0: Okay, Um, we are in Mark, and I said chapter 9, but I think it's chapter 8. Let me make sure here. Yes, Mark chapter 8. I apologize. Mark chapter 8. I'm going to be reading from the new international versions today, okay? Mark chapter 8 is the place to go, okay? Um, Okay, Mark chapter 8, verse number 22 says, They came to Bethsaida. And some people brought a blind man and begged Jesus to touch him. He took the blind man by the hand and he led him outside the village. When he had spit on the man's eyes and put his hands on him, Jesus asked him, do you see anything? And what did the man do? He looked up and he said, I see people and they look like what? What do the people look like? The people look like trees, he says, walking around. And once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes. Then his eyes were opened. His sight was restored and he saw everything clearly. Somebody say clearly. So today what we have here is a man who is blind, who cannot see what is happening in front of him. And one of the things we know about this young man is he was not always blind because the Bible says when God touches his eyes the first time, he sees men and he knows what he's seen. But he says the men that he has seen, they're walking around and they look like trees. So he knows what men look like and he knows what trees look like. And he has seen before. But notice, the first thing that happens here is... His friends or the people bring the blind man to Jesus. Okay? So I just want to stop right there and pause and say the most important thing that we can do is have people around us that can bring us to the right place that we need to be, right? In other words, oftentimes we have to understand that we have to create an environment as a parent. Right. You want to create an environment. Okay, this is from Amy's story this week. It reminded me of this. You have to create an environment that when your kids are in trouble, they don't say, "Okay, man, I'm going to get in big trouble with my mom or dad. So I'm going to go to somebody else. Instead, we have to create an environment where when they are in trouble, they know who to run to right? And this young man had people around him that when he was struggling, when he had an issue with weakness, when he had an issue with vulnerability, that he had people that knew where to bring him. They knew that there was a place that he could go. They knew that there was a place that he could be, and they brought him to that place. They said, okay, you're in trouble. I'm not bringing you to the hospital. I'm not bringing you to CBS, even though they didn't have CBS. I'm not bringing you to Meritor. Come on. I'm not bringing you to St. Mary because you know that there are some issues that we have in our lives that the hospital may not be able to fix. There are some issues in our life that the pharmacy cannot fix. There are some issues in our life that we can tell our best friend who always has the best advice and that best friend cannot help us. There are some situations in our lives that we have to be able to come to Jesus. And they bring him to Jesus. And the Bible says in verse number 23, the first thing Jesus does is Jesus takes the blind man by the hand. And what does he do? He says, I'm about to take you out of town. So the first thing God does, the young man, the blind man is in front of Jesus. And the first thing God does, he reaches out to him. Mm hmm. That's what God wanted me to share with you this morning. In the middle of your pain, God wanted you to know that he is reaching out to you this morning. In the middle of your confusion, he wanted me to tell you he is reaching out to you this morning. You have no idea what next week is going to bring. But he says, I am reaching out to you. You don't have enough money to fix the problem. But he says, I am reaching out to you. So the first thing Jesus does is because the young man is blind and he, he is brought from his friends in front of Jesus. And let's just assume his friends left. So now he's like, dang, y'all done brought me here and I'm just here. And Jesus grabbed him by the hand because he wanted him to know he was not alone. Come here, Michael Jackson. I am not alone. Right. He wanted him to know that you are not alone, that people have brought you here. And yes, they may have left, but I am still here with you and I am getting ready to do something in your life. So God, he grabs him by the hand and he leads him out of the city. Now, let's pause here for a second. Has anybody in here ever been blind? Partially, okay. Has anybody in here ever been like Ray Charles? I mean like oh does Ray Charles do that? Stevie Wonder, both of them, right? And he, right? So what happens is when you lose your sight, you depend more heavily on the other senses, right? So this young man is used to, right? If you've seen the movie Ray, you remember he, he wrapped his money in a certain way. He put the 20s this way and the 10s that way and folded this one and that. And blind, when people are blind, they have to know things that you and I never think about. So if I said to you, uh, right now, if I said, Mark, how many steps is it from your bed to the refrigerator? How many steps is it? He guessing he don't know, right? He don't know. If I said to you, Jose, how many steps from your bed to the bathroom? Do you know? He like, I don't know. Right. Because we don't have to know. But a blind person, that's one way that they traverse through the uh, through uh, territory. They say, okay, uh, it's seven steps uh, until I get to the bottom of the stairs and then I go left and then I go to the kitchen and then I get there. Right. And they have a certain way of doing things. So Jesus took this blind man out of his comfort zone. He said, I'm going to take you away from your friends and I'm going to take you out of the city. And notice, Jesus did not tell the blind man where he was taking him. Jesus did not say, hey, man, I'm getting ready to heal you. You got to come with me and then I'm going to heal you. But he just trusted that I know that I am with the right person and God did not bring me this far to leave me the way that I am. The blind man trusted God to say, I don't know where we're going. But I know who I am with, and I know that the person I am with has the ability to heal the pain in my heart. I know the person that I am with has the ability to make me whole. I know that the person that I am with is able to give me peace in a chaotic situation. I know that the person I am with is able to heal my broken heart. I know the person I am with is able to deal with what's going on in my mind that I refuse to say. The person that I am with, I can be honest with and say I'm struggling. The person I am with is not going to use what I say against me and then try to throw it in my face. It's a safe space with Jesus and we know that because the Bible says Jesus grabs him by the hand and they begin to walk and Jesus did not do like my kids do when I say it's time to leave Dave and Buster's and start fighting and start uh, throw a temper tantrum. He, He said that he grabbed him by the hand and the young man began to walk with him and he didn't even know where he was going. What if I told you That this year, the pain that you've been going through is on your road to healing. Mm -hmm. What if I told you not having enough leads you to the road to having more than enough? What if I told you confusion leads to the path of getting the answers you've been seeking God for for years? What if I told you it was the breakup that leads to the breakthrough. What if I told you being alone was God's way of getting you right? So the next time you connect with somebody, it'll be the right one. And even if they're not the right one, you'll be the right one. And you won't have to regulate yourself or you won't have to check yourself. What if I told you not having something for a small period of time was on the road of you getting what you need? Because we read the story, right? We know that This man ended up healed, but the blind man didn't know that. All he knew was, I'm going with Jesus. I'm going with Jesus, and that's good enough for me. So the Bible says that he takes him out the city, and then he does something uh, that is uh, gross, right? The Bible says that Jesus—where are we at here? The Bible says in verse number 23 that Jesus spits on the man's eyes, and he puts it on his hands, and then Jesus says to the man, do you see anything? Now, first of all, let's, let's pause here for a minute. <clears throat> first of all, the neighborhood I grew up in, okay, <clears throat> they would rather you swing on them, uh-huh, right, than spit on them, right? The neighborhood I grew up in, you can smack me, okay, you can punch me, you can kick me, you can trip me. You can talk about my my fake Jordans, right? You can talk about my dad. You can talk about my mom. You can talk about my sister. You can call me nappy-headed, okay? You can say whatever you want, okay? You can even jump me. But listen, one thing you ain't finna do, uh huh. Th- I'm from North Minneapolis, right? But well, maybe you from the shy. Maybe you from, you know, uh, uh St. Louis. You know, may- maybe you from uh, uh the mean streets of Madison, whatever that means. But however it is, may- maybe you grew up in the hood part of some prairie. I still ain't seen that part. But maybe you grew up in that part, okay? Maybe, maybe you grew up uh, in a place where that was okay. But where I grew up, you is not about to spit on me, okay? I grew up in a neighborhood where you spit on somebody on accident, and it's going. down down do you hear what I'm saying so this dude spit on Jesus spit on this young man and the young man did not have a reflex that y'all would have had some of y'all getting mad just hearing this as soon as I said spit you As soon as I said it, you just, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just having, it's a natural, it's a reflex, right? Uh, uh, Some of y'all, you know, that's been the case. But the Bible says that God, that, excuse me, that Jesus spits on this young man and he does not respond. Okay? I'm not about to do a Michael Todd. I ain't going to ask. Bacardi, come up here and spit on his face. That is not going to happen here today because I am not Jesus. But notice, the young man who is blind does not move the other way. He does not resist because he says, if I have to go through something terrible to get my sight back, I'm willing to do it. If I have to go through something that is almost not almost degrading, right? I'm going to go through it because I know what's on the other side. And maybe this is why we have to understand when people decide to walk out of our lives, we got to let them go. Before when people decide, Alwyn, our time has come, I have to go my separate way. I you 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 cannot beg anybody to stay. If a longtime friend says, Listen, I feel like we have differences and it's time for me to go, Lisa, it's been nice, but I gotta go. Listen, don't let the door hit you. Do you hear what I'm saying? Because I have to understand that if people are leaving, let me just say it this way: everybody who God sends in your life is seasonal. Uh-huh. I know your husband just grabbed your hand when you said that. I ain't going nowhere. But the truth of the matter is that there is a life after this. And in this life, everyone is seasonal, right? Everyone is seasonal because God has plans and God has purpose. But when he embarrasses the man or, or uh, uh, puts the spit in the man's eye, he brings him outside the city because he doesn't want to shame him. Because he doesn't want everybody to see. Because he doesn't want the man to feel like he, uh, something uh, unique is happening there. And the Bible says he opens up his eye. Now, here's the crazy part. I got to move. Here's the crazy part. He spits on the man puts the spit on the man's eyes and the man still can't see right <laughs> now imagine right imagine have y'all ever watched benny hinn anybody ever watched benny hinn okay Joyce or Joyce Myers doesn't really do it but Benny Hinn is like this healer dude and he'd be like I ain't never seen him do nothing like that but I seen him like throw his coat and like people fall out right I seen him like lay hands on people right and people fall out if I'm in the line for Benny Hinn and I I even hear him gargle right I'm moving out the way so I'm like wait a second Jesus so first of all you spit on the man and it didn't even work I'm just being honest right I would be mad, right? Okay, Lord, I'll let you spit on me, and I still can't see right. Like, what is is going on here? I'm ready to swing at that point, right? I'm ready to go. Like, what is happening here? But here's what happened, and here's what I believe happens. I don't believe that the healing that Jesus uh, did in the man's life was incomplete. The Bible says that he sees men walking like trees. So I think that not only did he restore the man's sight, but he gave him spiritual sight. Because he saw something that other people could not see. In other words, one touch from Jesus is so powerful that it might have to, uh, he might have to uh, reel it back in. Some blessings that God gives are so powerful that he may have to say, okay, well, I thought you were ready for this, but you're not ready for this. Because the Bible says he sees men as trees. And if we go throughout the word of God, we understand the Bible calls men as trees before. Uh, The Bible says that uh, he shall be like a tree planted by the river rivers of living water, right? So he uses trees before and this guy has spit on his eyes and Jesus put the spit on his eye and he still is not healed the whole time. And the Bible says that after that happens, it says once more, Jesus put his hands on the man's eyes and then his eyes were opened and his sight was restored. Let me tell you, I know that God is going to heal you. Uh Uh-huh. I know that your body can be healed. I know that the childhood trauma can be healed. I know that you can get married this year if you want to get married. I know that what's going on between you and your son can be repaired. I know that the silence that's happening in your home can be repaired. I know that you can do, God can do a miracle out of you not having more. I know that miracles still happen, okay? If you are ready for a miracle in this house today, do me a favor and clap your hands. But what if I told you that the miracle was going to be in stages? What if I told you you had to get here and then you had to go to the next place? What if I told you that you are already halfway there? When many of us look at where we started this year and see where we are now, it's already a miracle. But we're so focused on where we want to go that we can't take a moment and pause and say, Lord, all the things that I've already been through in 2022 have been a trip. So you brought me further in these last two months or three months than you brought me all last year. I've been ready to get fired from my job at least six times this year. I was ready to bring the bring the pain. I was ready to go in there swinging. I was ready in there to slash. Call me Jasmine Sullivan. I'll smash the windows out. your car. I was ready to blow this whole place down I was ready to huff and puff I was ready to follow my supervisor home and then knock on the door and say yeah talk all that stuff now that we at your house come on with it and God has caused something to happen in your life that when people say crazy things to you you don't respond the same way you used to uh huh these people that we work with and these people we live with and these people we work in community with they don't know how blessed they are They don't know! They think you always was like this. They think you always just let it go. They think you always just smiled. They think you always said, God bless you. They think you always just responded to their email and said, yeah, I understand. They think you always had this pleasantry. But let me tell you, it is not me that did this thing in your life. If it was really Al, there's two Alwins, okay? There's the pastor Alwin, and then there's Alwin that's a fool. Sometimes they mix, okay? There is an Alwin that can come up here and articulate the word of God to you, and then there's some uh, Alwin that will say some words that will not uh, make you think that I am who I am and the same thing is true in many of us, right? You're sitting up in here today and you got your legs crossed and you got your hair done and you ready to go but some of us still got sneakers in our trunks right now you ready to go. Some of us got a bat, uh, a bat in the seat right now you waiting for somebody to come up because there are two people on the inside of us but people see you and they see your kindness and they see your generosity and they see your love and they see your smile and they assume that you just walked up like that no I had to go through the dirt to get this I had to be healed to get this I had to be restored to get it. I had to forgive some people that never apologize I'm talking to you to get this I had to overlook some wrongs I had to let go of the money that they said they was gonna pay me back and I still ain't got it and I still smile in their face and I still wave their hand and I still like their uh, statuses on Facebook because how I treat them says more about me than it does about them So God does a work in this young man's life. He heals him, but it happens in a process and more is coming. However, it's going to happen in phases. So when you look at what you want God to do in your body, in your mind, in your heart, in your mental health, in your bank account, in your marriage, in your relationship with your kids, in your relationship with God, we ought to take a moment and say, thank you, Lord, that it's not as bad as it used to be. Thank you, Lord, that I'm not as crazy as I used to be. Thank you, Lord, that I'm not as violent as I used to be. Thank you, Lord, that this year so far, my kids have been behaving differently. And it seems like what I'm doing is work. Thank you, Lord, that I'm managing my money better this year than I did last year. Thank you, God, that, that, that I'm beginning to understand that the flaws that I used to see in other people, I begin to see it in myself. So instead of pointing the finger at them, I can say, oh, I got some stuff I need to fix too. And that is the miracle that is happening. Let me tell you why that's the miracle that's happening. Because there are some people that can see everything that's wrong except for them, <laughs> right? There are some people that they can point out every, you know, don't, don't raise your hand. But, you know, we, we know some people, you know some people in your family, in your job. You say, hey, what's going on? And they tell you everything that's wrong with somebody else. You get to work, they're like, yeah, she always late. And you're like, you thinking in your head, well, you just got here too, you talking about they always late. You, you just got here too. You like, yeah, they always got an attitude. Well, you you got an attitude too. You know, you ask them, hey, how you doing today? They like, oh, today's a terrible day. Why is it a terrible day? Because I was just listening to somebody and they was complaining. Okay, you don't say nothing, but you think, well, you complain complaining too. So there are some people that cannot see themselves. So, so the fact that you are saying, you know what, I'm going to get therapy this year because God's doing something in my life. You know what, I'm, I'm going to start reading this Bible more because I know that there are some spiritual things that are happening in my life. I'm going to get up out the bed on a Sunday morning when I could still be asleep, when I could be on Facebook watching. I'm going to put on my clothes. I'm going to get here because I believe that there's something special about being in the house. Not only am I going to be here, some of you are saying I'm going to serve in a capacity, and that is great growth and that is development and let me tell you why that is important because God says there is nobody that gives up something for me that I will not repay them so every sacrifice you made God said I am taking notes on it whether I say thank you for your service God says I've got a payment for you whether you feel appreciated because what I say or what happens here God says I am taking notes and I will repay you are progressing more than you know you are You are moving at a speed. You don't even know how fast you're moving. You're seeing growth and you can't even begin to identify it because you don't understand how far you've come. God is bringing you to a place and this is not the end. He is just getting started. Open up your mouth and say, God is just getting started in my life. One more time, open up your mouth and say, God is just getting started in my life. If you believe it, clap your hands and give God praise. Come on, if you believe it, clap your hands and give God praise. You did not go through what you went through for nothing. God's going to use that. The pain, the heartbreak, the disappointment, the rejection. God says, I'm going to use all of that, and I'm not finished yet. One of my favorite songs in five heartbeats is when uh, Duck and what's his sister's name? What's her name? I don't remember. What's her name? Anybody? So five heartbeats. Duck is in the bedroom, right? And they're writing songs, right? And he's throwing stuff. He's writing it and balling it up. And then what is his sister doing? She's sweeping. And she begin to pick up the stuff that he thought was wasted. Ooh, I'm talking to you. That he thought was no good. He said, I'm trying to write a song and he balling it up. How many of y'all seen the five heartbeats, okay? You got one day left in Black History Month. If you ain't seen the five heartbeats, go home after this and watch it, okay? You're welcome. Listen, so he was was balling it up and throwing it and he like, this is garbage. And she began to pick up the garbage and she began to write a song called We Haven't Finished Yet from the Garbage. Can I tell you, from the tears, God is getting ready to write something beautiful. From the rejection, God is getting ready to write something. From the fight that you've been having in your family, God's getting ready to write something. From the warfare, the prayers you've been praying for your children and your husband and your wife, God says, I'm getting ready to write something. For the sacrifice, the fact that you were giving money out to people when you didn't have the money to borrow and you gave it anyway, God said, I am getting ready to take the broken pieces and write something beautiful in your life because Jesus said, I was broken too and they gave up on me too and I made it out. Stand up all